with Gary and Ellie and Jordan Black and Jordan Black and Jordan Black. Oh, Ellie and I have I, I have laughed as my mother used to say before she died. I have laughed this day. You you have. Oh, Elliot, you know why? Uh, no. Mm-mm. I see the goodness in the world. Oh. I see the goodness in the world. And that goodness in the world was brought in by a young man with thick hip pockets full of cash and love. <laughs> He's going to be here with us today. Oh, you don't mean me. You mean Jordan Black. I mean Jordan Black. Ah. Yeah. You keep, your, you, you keep all your stuff in your front chest pocket. <laughs> Like my daddy used to do. Yes, yeah, yeah. I, my, 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 it's my pocket protector uh, overfloweth. Oh, Elia. Gary. <laughs> Introduce this show so we can get to this guest. Yeah. And this drink. Yeah. And then let's just, I don't know, create a new swizzle stick. Oh. It's time, right? I brought my, uh, I brought my jackknife so I could do a little whittling. Oh, so, yeah. So, yeah, we can do it. You're a whittler. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Yep. Ladies and gentlemen. Intellectuals and elites. Ooh. Yeah, oh yeah. Welcome to another episode of Day Drinking with Gary and Elliot. I am your host, Elliot Flake. Sitting across from me is yep. my equa host, That's me. Gary Anthony Williams. Oh, it feels right. It does. It feels right We're because so it feels white. Oh. <laughs> my next that, guest. Yeah. My next guest, not yours. Okay. Yours is different. Huh. But my next guest, he only likes white stuff. Wait, he what? only That's... likes the whites. What? Ladies and gentlemen, Jordan Black. That's weird. That's weird. My last name is Black, so I like my last name. That's Black. That's not white. I apologize. Elliot told me this was true. Everything else was true, but my last name. But is... wait, if he's not my guest. Uh-huh. Who's my guest? Oh, you have another guest. Coming. I do? Yeah. <laughs> I'm Yeah, I'm what? one of those um what do they call those people who run countries? Uh dictators. Yes. Oh. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. But, you mean you mean the president? Uh, you mean the president? Uh, no, a uh, lovable dictator. Oh, our, oh, our oh, president okay. is right. not. No, he's an asshole. Yeah, he's an asshole. Um, yeah, uh, like Queen Elizabeth. Yeah, oh, yes. uh, she's but is she, she is lovable. But she's is she? A, a, she's not yeah, really she's a dictator. Really a monarch. Yeah. Okay, I don't. Yeah. I don't know if we. She's know. really just symbolic. Really. Right. Yeah. She has no power except all the billions of dollars they funnel to her. Mm. No, let me ask you this. You just said monarch, and you're talking about dictators. We know there's a monarch butterfly. Yeah, mm-hmm. beautiful. One of the most beautiful butterflies. Mm-hmm. Now, a, that's your opinion. That's what I was about to say, in my opinion. <laughs> I know you guys have different opinions about butterflies. Mm-hmm. Is there a dictator butterfly? I, first of all, no. Second of all, I have no idea because I'm not an expert on butterflies. And you actually hate bugs and insects. Well, I mean, Do, in honestly. the house. I'll kill them if they're in the house. If they're outside, that's their, that's their house. And you don't care what it, but he told me once. He said, if there was a caterpillar in my house and my house was on fire and this caterpillar's special skill is to spit water and put out fires, I'd still kill it. I hate bugs that much. You know why? Why? Because if God wanted bugs in your house, right. he would have bought you a house that had bugs it had in it. had bugs in it. And he didn't buy it. That's that. in the Bible. That's in the Bible. What page is that? All of it. Okay. Uh, Elliot, I can't wait to talk to Jordan Black today. I, you are yeah. talking to me. I can't wait, Elliot. Well. I can't wait to actually have a conversation. But I'm right yeah, here. Yeah. Ooh, it's going to be good. It is. Well, let's get going. I'm right here, Gary. But let me tell you something. Before we get going. <laughs> yeah. We got to talk about his drink. Oh, yeah. Because he is a man who loves booze. <laughs> he loves, he does. That's what you told, that's what you told me. What did, what did you decide to, and I know it's all your decision. He yes. didn't get any yeah, choice. he doesn't get this. any choice. Well, yeah. 
What did you decide to make? It was, and it, I can't wait to talk it, to it. It's her. got like 57 different booze-filled mm. ingredients. Wait, so. No, no, no. All right, now Gary told me. Gary said, "This man does not drink. I do not. So make him a non-alcoholic drink. Yes. So and uh, he said that uh, that you like like a a virgin mojito. Yeah. uh Uh, That that's one. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, Or like a a a booze-free pina colada. Exactly. Is some Mm -hmm. all Mm -hmm. of these are both delightful. Mm -hmm. uh, Very refreshing. Mm -hmm. So uh, I I decided. So what I do is I make a a custom cocktail. Oh great. uh, Based on your based on what your your go-to is, and so I uh, am going to make a uh, kind of a modified mojito. Awesome. I'm calling it an ojito. Oh, I like oh. it. I'm pretty sure I'm not the only per- the first person to come think up you are. with that. But this first time I heard it. felt real good. Yeah. It felt real good. Um, and so this thing has in it uh, this stuff, which looks like booze. booze yeah. yeah. But it's not. This is, this is uh, you'll, you'll see this on the uh, Instagram, folks. This is stuff is called Seed Lip, uh, and it is a distilled non-alcoholic spirit. Oh, and wow. so, and it's it's got a it's it, and it's distilled like alcohol, except mm-hmm. that with all sorts of uh, interesting ingredients in it. Um, you know, like uh, roots and oh, that is citrus. Oh, that's and, interesting. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, you you can't get more interesting mm-hmm. than roots that and citrus. That root and a citrus. I can't remember well, what else. As an African American, all oh, that sounds very African, so I can relate to that. So it's, you're saying that as an African American? I'm saying as an African American, uh-huh. I can relate to that. Now, but as an American African, you would have mm-hmm. no idea. Mm-hmm. If I put no the America idea. first, I wouldn't know what that oh, was. No. I wouldn't know what a root is or a citrus. No, Americans have no idea about roots and citrus. Like if you go, like, what keeps a tree in the ground? American, like, I don't know. No. Just looking to see if it says what's in here. Oh, here we go. A complex aromatic blend of individually copper pot distilled barks, spices, oh. and citrus peels based on methods and botanicals documented in the Art of Distillation published in London in 1651. So no so root, this is but bark. 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 Okay. I, I, I would apologize. know that. Uh-huh. I, apo- I apologize. As an American, uh, I would know to, bark. To those who I misled by saying that there was roots, roots. in seed lips. And it's actually <laughs> barks. So anyway. So but it's a got... good movie, though. A good movie, Roots. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was more of a miniseries, but yes. I don't know the difference. You only saw the first one. You thought that was the end? No, it was. When they put him on the boat? They put him on the boat. And then, like, good movie. good, happy ending. <laughs> Wait they got get... a free cruise. Yeah. <laughs> Did it end as happy as that? Uh, I mean, I, I, slavery we'll ended. We'll I, talk about yeah, it. Once, once the I, audience can Google it. Once I start having a conversation with you, we yeah. can talk about it. Then. We'll break slavery. All right. So anyway, you know what? Figure that out while yep. I'm making the drinks. Which which has and this will be the the uh, recipe for this drink will be uh, in our show notes uh, and on the Instagram and Jordan I'll send this home with you. Nice. Um, two ounces of uh, seed lip spice ninety four non alcoholic spirit. Mm. Uh, an ounce of fresh lime juice. Mm. Uh, a half ounce of agave syrup. Ooh ooh mm, oh, oh, mm, yeah okay. Yum. Four to five basil leaves, depending on how I big like, the basil. I like basil, the basil, the basil leaves. Do you like, how many do you typically like, though? Generally, I will do like two to three uh-huh. to play it safe. But right. four to five, I'm like, I've been wanting to try uh, four yeah. to five, yeah. but I was scared. Today's the day. I have a reason. To Today's the day. Eight mint leaves. Oh, I love Uh-oh. mint that's, leaves. That's never have enough mint leaves. You, you never have enough. enough. We're going to muddle that up. <laughs> okay. We're going to muddle that up. Yeah. Uh, we're going to shake it. Yeah. We're going to strain it. Yeah. Into a glass with ice. And then yep. we're going to top that with a, uh, a French uh, lime soda. Oh, mm, yum. Oh, so, and it's going to be no... very refreshing. Because today, uh, here in, in the, the mean streets of Sherman Oaks, it is, it's 130 degrees. Yep. 
So, and this no hito is gonna and really. And this no hito will make you feel like there's no. There's heat. no heat. Oh. 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 Okay. That's smart. Yeah. That's uh, smart. That's real. Go. Good luck. Good luck. <laughs> I'm gonna friend. get to it. So while I do that, yep. uh, you guys shit. Yep. Uh, you immediately follow that by chat. Uh, by a chat. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't it. know that's how they went to I would always chit for a long, long time. Then maybe yeah. wait a day or two. No. Then chat. Yeah. If you bring those two things very close together. You got to follow. It, it. Now that I'm thinking pleasant. about it, that is a more fun way to do it. It's very nice. Well, I don't know. You may have been enjoying your life with your day or two break in between your chitting and chat. I don't want to put my thing on you. Right? No, you no, no. I'm, I'm saying, saying I'm. I'm it's sound, as I'm thinking about it mm-hmm. in my mind, how I've done in the past. Like, oh, if I can merge those two, the, the, the chit and the chat. To it. Oh my God, that's like the best of both worlds. Uh, speaking of the best of both worlds, mm-hmm. now you have traveled this world. I have traveled extensively, mm-hmm. but no, you really have. I have. It's true. First of all, let me just, Ellie. I'm going to give him a quick breakdown of, of of what he does. Please, please do. He acts. Mm-hmm. Was, what, what was it? Was it? What was the first show you were mostly known for? Was it a... The known for... um, Was it... Community. Community, probably, right? Yeah. I would still say it's the show I'm most known for. Yeah. I mean, when people come to see you at your house, Mm -hmm. it's like, sir, could you buy some of my magazines? And they go, what was you on? And then I go... Did you watch Community? And they'll go, no, because I'm black. Right. Then I go, oh, oh, you black? Okay, well, do you watch commercials? And then they're like, yeah. yeah I, you I, was in that Southwest commercial. That's it. I knew that was you. So either Community you or that phone, Southwest. Were you in a phone commercial also? Yes, I did a series of, Uh-oh. oh, oh God, what, what, go. what, what company was it? I was think it, it was Sprint? Verizon. Yeah. No. Verizon? It was Verizon. Was it the you did a holiday? Was it the holiday time? I did also did a Walmart commercial that was okay. a, a holiday spot. So clearly for layaway. For yes, you brought you brought layaway. Back. I brought layaway back. I did someone single handedly. I, I first of all, thank you. You're welcome. Because that's the way the world works. The world doesn't work with. I'm gonna pay everything right up front mm-hmm. right now. Sometimes you got to pay it off a little bit at a time. That's true. Can I tell you my layaway story though, real quick? Um, Do we have time for that on your show? Uh, let me see. Hold on, just a second. Let me check something. 16, 17. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) When I was a kid and my mother would take us Christmas shopping, but I still believed in Santa Claus. So Uh my mother was a, my mother was a early childhood development. uh, That's what she went to college for. Yeah. And she taught preschool. So she always knew how to speak to children Uh and on their level. So you take you Christmas shopping, but I'm, you know, a kid, well, why am I going here? I thought Santa was bringing right, them. She's right. like, no. She was like, nothing's in those boxes. The boxes are empty, but you pick it out, and then it'll go to the North Pole. Santa will make that and put it in your box. Oh, wow. oh, why are we dropping the boxes off at this window instead of taking them home? This is where Santa's elves are going to pick up the box. Well, she. But that was layaway I found out years later. We oh. were dropping the toys off at layaway. Because oh. my mama didn't make a lot of money. She was a school teacher. Sure. But I was like, that's so in. She just had an answer. She, really she didn't did. know I was going to ask she these really questions. She's like, oh, this is just where Santa's going to pick them up. That's She's, she was an improper. Like yeah, she really are. was. <laughs> I, I just I was talking the other day, and it could be Southern black or just mm-hmm. black. I was talking to a friend of mine. We're writing this Christmas movie. And she's what you would call a white kind of American. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we were talking about. The good kind. The, yeah. Good kind of American. See, what did I say all earlier? All that privilege. Only all, likes. Likes. <laughs> all that privilege. I want all that privilege. Oh, you got to get it. Uh, <laughs> no harm can come to her. She no. needs a charmed life. Uh, but we were talking about Christmas, and I remember when we would do that, mm-hmm. uh, if we ever got to go shopping for Santa Claus, mm-hmm. it, my mom would say, oh, we got to go pay Santa. Oh, okay. Like, you had to pay him. It wasn't mm-hmm. like something he did for, for free, free, but he oh, still okay. brought your stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, we got to pay Santa Claus. Mm-hmm. And then, but the other big difference was, and then I Googled it after it, if you were 
where I come from, mm-hmm. and I want to find out if it's just a black thing. Mm-hmm. If you didn't go to sleep in time for and Santa Santa mm-hmm. saw you, awake, you didn't get any toys. Not only that, they'd be cold in your. He would put pepper in your eyes. Oh, geez. I don't know. If not Santa, the pepper in your eyes. If I Santa didn't know saw that. you, he'd put pepper in your. No, eyes. we were told they'd be cold in your box. Like they'd just be a oh, yeah. cup of cold yeah. in your box. Cold in your stocking. Or in your cold stocking. in your box. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And also, if you tried to cheat and rip a little bit of the wrapping paper and peel it back to see what was in there, what do he do? He put coal in there. Oh, even, it? yeah. If you looked early, if you cheated and look. My my thing is, I'm not that worried about coal going in the box. I don't want pepper. But when a grown me. man, well, you, you, a grown white man, come into your room and sprinkle pepper in your eyes because you saw him. Well, was he white? Because I asked my mother as a child, "What color is Santa Claus?" Uh-huh. And she said, "He's whatever color the family is whose house he's going in." Because he's a magical being. Wow. Yeah, that is something. But you also you didn't worry about coal because you were a big believer in in the, dirty energy in the coal community <laughs> yeah, coming yeah, back. Yeah. Because you think of it as pollution, I think of it as new clouds, <laughs> new very. Who doesn't dark like clouds? clouds? Fools, fools and bugs don't like. And clouds. That's why you got to kill them mm-hmm. bugs. Mm-hmm. All of them. Uh, well, first of all, mm-hmm. my kid when he was little, he was I think three or four. Mm-hmm. I had just moved into this house. And I was fixing the chimney, mm-hmm. and he was laying on his back with me to fix the chimney. And he sits up and goes, there's no Santa. I was like, why did you say that? And he goes, he couldn't fit down this chimney. Reindeer can't fly. He'd never make it around the world in time. There's no Santa, is there? And that was like at three or four. Mm-hmm. And I was like, do you really want to know? And he goes, yes. It's like, no, there's not. Don't tell your like, I won't tell my friends. And he mm-hmm. never did. Oh, that's so great. And he, he was never sad about mm-hmm. it. And I didn't have to go through any of the fake Christmas. like. Yeah, except... There is a Santa for all the children listening to, and but I will. Say, we have a very large child. Audience. See if my yeah. if I had a child and he said there is no Santa, I would say and and I gave him all the op- opportunities you did to no. not tell him the truth. I, no. There isn't, so therefore you know you don't get any gifts at Christmas because that's coming out of my pocket now. Yeah. So now we're done. I think nothing he at been, Christmas. That kid in that other room would have been cared. fine with that. He was yeah. like, okay, oh, well, it's no fun. Then. Yeah, I can't <laughs> torture you. What's the fun of being a parent if you can't torture your children? Because the other thing he said years ago Mm -hmm. was one day we were eating dinner, and I know Elliot's heard this story, but he goes, um, and he wasn't, we weren't upset. Mm -hmm. He goes, I thought of all the punishments that you and mom could ever do to me, and they're really not that bad. So he's ready for your torture things. Mm -hmm. Jordan, if you could just prepare yourself for all the worst crap people are going to do in your Mm -hmm. life, what do you got to worry about? You'd be as privileged as my dear writing partner, who (laughs) never had pepper sprinkled in her eyes. Oh, well, that's true. Speaking of writing partners, wait, did somebody actually sprinkle pepper in your eyes? No, because you nobody went to bed. You were going to go to bed, Mm -hmm. and if you couldn't sleep, you were going to hold them eyes shut. It was so hard to go to sleep on Christmas Eve. Yeah, but imagine how hard it already is, Mm -hmm. and knowing if I don't, I'm gonna get that man. That man gonna come into my room. And I always pictured it as, is it McCormick? Who made that little yeah, black? Yeah, That's yeah. what I pictured. Yeah, that little, course, Was it a red and white pick. box yeah, of yeah. McCormick? Yeah. My yeah. eyes wide open and him mm-hmm. just sprinkling it in. All right. Uh, we were about to talk about your writing, mm-hmm. Jordan. Well, my extensive travel we were going to talk oh, about. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yes. Your writing about your extensive travel. <laughs> <laughs> no, you have. No, uh, you Almost every year you go across seas. Yeah, every seas. year, yeah, pretty much. And mm-hmm. you go across seas not because you have to. Not because I have to. And not because you want to. Oh, wait. I do want to. Oh, wait a minute. Hold on. I want to. Do I don't that. know the difference between want and have. Oh, okay. Now, now your question is yeah. making sense now. So. Okay. You I go guess. not because you have to. Right. But because 
you do want to. Yes, exactly. There you go. What and sea do you cross? What's, oh, um, the Atlantic, the Pacific. You name them. It depends. What do you do over there for for Elliot's for Elliot's questioning? Um, I perform because he's questioning you like he don't believe you. <laughs> I don't believe there are seas. Okay. Oh, so, uh, so wait. I, I, just so you know, just so we're clear, Elliot, mm. we're not talking about the letter C, which I agree there is no letter C. Uh, okay. No. But we're saying C's as in bodies of water. Oh, oh yeah, no. Yeah, okay, yeah you believe yeah, in bodies yeah, of I water. Go, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. But there's no letter C. It's a lie. So no, no. People are yeah. tricking you. C is like a lie. with Santa Laws. Uh, Santa Laws. Santa Laws. Okay. Um, uh, I go overseas every year to perform at different bases around the world for uh, for our troops. How long? And how long have you been? Well, I Doing think that. 10 years maybe now, about 10 years. But it's not like typically you think of like Bob Hope doing stand-up-y mm-hmm. kind of. Mm-hmm. Are you doing Am I the stand? new Bob Hope? Yes. No, we do yeah. uh, improv. We do improv gang. We have a, it's a group of us. Like It'll usually be like five or six of us, about mm-hmm. four or five of us depending um, on the budget. And, um, and we'll go over and we just do shows. We do improv shows for the troops at different bases who can't get and it's during the holidays so we do it for the troops who can't get away and go home okay. during the holidays so to give them something to look forward to and to have some fun because it's really really hard for them yeah. to be away from their families during the holidays that's fantastic yeah it's all. great that's so great rewarding thing to do. Yes. have you had made any families while you're over there like have you gotten any people pregnant and made families over? oh yeah I try to uh, you know leave babies at each uh, mm-hmm. base each country I mean you take care of them though right oh not- I can't though I don't really have time you know honestly so I do my part you yeah. know by making love making love that's my part and then I just you know I let nature take its course yeah, I, and I give them a fake name and a fake email address I would I would I would like to do what you're doing but I would want to make love Yes, I would like to learn how to do that mm-hmm, if you have mm-hmm. any books. tips off 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 uh off camera I'll give you the tips okay because we are clearly being <laughs> videotaped right now. If this wasn't film, I wouldn't be here. Wait, what smell are we this smelling? Stuff. This is the Cielo. Smell that stuff. It reminds me. You can smell me. the bark. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> mm, that smells good. Oh, boy. It smells kind of Christmassy, actually. It, it, no, yeah, it, that may be it's, it. Maybe it, is it, it cinnamon or something? There's something. Yeah, maybe there might be. Oh, you know what? Cinnamon is a bark. That is so a bark. Oh, there you go. Mm-hmm. So you do, you travel over there every year, mm-hmm. and with the troops, and you're typically gone like what? A week, yeah, usually about week. seven days. Yeah, and is it creature comforts? Like how are it are you depends? With the- I'll, I'll give you the story. The first few years we went was during the Iraq War, so we were, went to Iraq. Holy crap! So no, there were no creature comforts. What I because what I learned is. If there's a war going on, then no, you have no creature comforts because there's a war going yeah. on. No one has time to like, let's make sure that we have some really nice apartments for people to stay yeah. in. Um, but when you go to uh, countries where there is no war and we've been there for decades, which we have been in a lot of countries for decades, then they have like permanent housing. So you can have a really kind of decent place to stay. Yeah. So now that we haven't been to our, now that the war has ended, quote unquote, well, we no, go to, we're in, we're in peace times. Yeah. Then we go to we visit different countries that just you know it's not wartime but they just you know are people who where did where like where did you go? Oh this God, past? we've been uh, oh last year we went to um, Okinawa. Uh, what is the uh, yeah Okinawa, okay. the island right. of Okinawa? Because if I was, yeah. I'm testing you to see if you've really been somewhere because I can't tell yeah. if this is all a lie. Or not. <laughs> um, it's not. We've been to Okinawa <laughs> the year before that. We went to uh, South Korea. Um, and then it's all a blur at this point so I can just name yeah. places we've been Iraq, Kuwait, Djibouti that's a real place in Africa and save your jokes Gary I, ooh. <laughs> it's such um, a fun Djibouti. place to say I Honduras, uh, Guantanamo Bay 
Um, yeah, so I, wow. I, wow, that's pretty. That's all the ones I can think of. Off the that's top amazing. Of my head. You know what? I'm going to celebrate this. I'm going to celebrate this. Uh, this good work by shaking this cocktail. Oh, shake it, shake yeah. it up, shake it like a Polaroid picture. Remember that record? Remember that record? Yeah. Shake it like a Polaroid yeah, that's picture. Andre, that's Andre. Uh, that's three thousand. I don't know what number he was at that time. He used 3, to be Doctor Dre. He also went. He originally went by Doctor Dre. Exactly. There's a lot of doctors in the there, rap. In the rap. There's game. a lot of Doctor Dre's. There's three Doctor Dre's. There's a lot of there's Dr. Andre three thousand yep. Doctor Dre. There's Doctor Dre who we know is Doctor Dre. Yep. And there's Doctor Dre from Yo MTV Raps. There's That's a lot true. of doctors and a lot of Dre's. Right. Now, are you a doctor? No, but my middle name before I changed my name was Andre, so I could have been a Doctor Dre. So you are not Jordan Black. I was not born Black. Jordan Black. But you became you became him. You flourished in. I yeah. I um. It's sort of like um like a caterpillar. Mm-hmm. I um. Would you? Hate, I hate caterpillars. Yeah, but I did. Um, I was crystallized. Did okay. how do you say it? Uh, that's, that's like that. I, I went into my crystallization period. Yeah, and I bloomed into Jordan Black. How long have you been Jordan Black? I changed my name professionally in '91, I think. But you were using it, or '90, or '91? No, no. I mean, that's it? when I started oh, using it professionally it. as an actor. When and, did you? When and what made you decide? Like, what was happening that day when you decided? That's well, it. I always knew that I wanted to be an actor since I was a little bitty kid. And then when I found out that all these actors back then, it was so long ago that oh, actors—they all have stage names. So I was like, oh. I got to come up with a stage name. So I spent all my childhood trying to come up with a stage name. That's a trip. And then when I finally, when you know, I'd been out in LA a few years, and I decided I wanted to officially start using a stage name, I went with Jordan Black for what? a myriad. What was the reason? Yeah. Well, I'm from a small town in Illinois called Kankakee, which is outside Chicago. So I'm a Chicago Bulls fan. This was the early '90s. Okay. So and, you can guess and what most Jordan of the fans came. are black. And, <laughs> right? Did I get it right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, most, most of Chicago Bulls fans are black. No. So Jordan. <laughs> and then black was always my favorite color. You know, so I always I wore a lot of black growing up because oh, wow. I love that was my favorite color. So, so I was so, like, I'll go with black for my last name. Yeah. And then eventually I decided to go with Jordan for my first name. So if anybody wants to Jordan Black their name, you pick a, your favorite basketball a favorite player. basketball player from your area. From your area. Okay. From where you grew up, your hometown team. Okay. And you pick your favorite color. Okay. So what would that be for you? Well, back back then it would have been Dominique Wilkins. Okay, so Wilkins has to be the last name. Wilkins. But you went, yeah, oh, I okay, Wilkins. Yeah. And I don't, I'm in between. What's your favorite color? I'm in between colors right now. But what was your favorite color back then? Because it has Bl to be back then. Oh, blue. Blue, Wilkins blue. Because it has to be from oh. back then because then yeah. you can regret it later. Oh yeah, it's not a fresh regret. Yeah, it's, like, it's not like you I, get older. You go like, I could have just kept my name, Wilkins. Who would you be, Elliot? Uh, well, let's see. Now, when I, I was growing, I grew up in Baltimore, and uh, the Bullets uh, yeah. had moved to Washington. So, right. but I, so I, I didn't really. But you have can pick a fame. bullet. But, but when, uh, when I was in high school, uh, the Bullets had Manute Bowl and Muggsy Bogues. So pick so, one of those. So, the and I loved Muggsy Bogues. Okay, so okay. Bogues. But, yeah. So we. So we. Oh, all right. So it would have been Bogues, Bogues Blue. Bogues Blue. Yeah. That's a good name. That's not bad. See, that's yeah. a good name. You don't like Wilkins? BB, Bogues Blue. Wilkins. No, I do not like Wilkins Blue. If I did, I would have done what I did with Elliot and, and said, oh, that's, that's a good, good name. name. I didn't say that. I was no. being polite, Gary. No, you were very. I, I, I mean, so, from now on, I'm going to call you Wilkins Blue. That's your name to me. I would like it. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Day Drinking with uh, Wilkins, uh, Wilkins and, and Bogues. Bogues. See, uh, that, that's a pretty that's cool That also sounds like our real estate firm. Yeah, yeah, Wilkins yeah, and Bogues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Could also be a cop show, Wilkins cop and Bogues. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. We, could, right. we couldn't go wrong if no, we had we those really. names. <laughs> if we Jordan blacked our names, we couldn't. Yeah. Are we ready to taste these delicious oh, drinks? Oh. Okay. Um, 
You changed your name because mm-hmm. you knew from very young you wanted to be an, an actor. actor. Mm-hmm. Was it from like TV you were yes. watching yes. or movies? Yes. Or you yes. were a big TV head? Yes. What was your like? Happy days. Oh, the Fonz. Oh, yeah. yeah. That leather jacket. That leather jacket, baby. I used to have one of the Fonz dolls. Really? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, where you would press his back. There's a little switch oh, on his really? back. And his thumb would go up. Hey. That's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. You know, I got to find one of those. I was a huge, I was a huge Happy Days fan. Yeah, and I, me Of too. course, I loved the Fonz. I was mm-hmm. like right at the right age to be like, yeah, yeah. oh, that guy, he's me so too. cool. Yeah. And uh, a few years ago, I got to meet Henry Winkler. Yeah. And I was, I don't really get starstruck. I'm a little bit starstruck right now. Right, Jordan Black. Yeah, yeah, I get it. I'm used to that. I don't usually get too starstruck. Henry Winkler walked in the room, and it was for a meeting. And I I knew that he was coming. And I just, like, I got all all, all goo-goo-gaga. But he could not be a nicer guy. That's great to hear. I met him twice. He couldn't have been nicer. And I told him he was the reason I became an actor. He couldn't have been nicer. But before I met him, my friend Jeremy Rowley, who's also your enemy, Gary. Yes, he is. He's your frenemy? No, just Just straight enemy. I don't Um, like him. And um, Jeremy did a sitcom that Henry was on, or Mr. Winkler. And I told Jeremy, I said, oh, you have to tell him that he's the reason. This is before I'd ever gotten to meet him myself. I said, you have to tell him I'm a big fan. And Jeremy like, you want me to get his autograph? I was like, sure, give me his autograph. That'd be great. I got in the mail from Henry Winkler two autographed pictures. One saying, you know, because he told him I was an actor, was like, oh, you know, stick to your dreams and be, you know, what? Uh-huh. It was just, I was like, this is the nicest thing I've ever received in my life. Wow. I couldn't believe that Henry wow. Winkler took the time to mail me two autographed pictures, encouraging me in my That's career. Amazing. But Jordan, uh, Jeremy Rowley is very well known for being able to fake anybody's autographs. <laughs> So I'm not saying that he did it in this situation, okay, okay. but he can. The truth fake. is, he wouldn't have had to fake it because I don't know. I didn't know what Henry Winkler's autograph looked like, so he. So the, the he, so the joke's on Jeremy. No, if he went to all that trouble, I don't think he cares. He takes pride. He takes pride in faking the autograph. Uh, so you watching a lot of Happy Days. You're like, I, I did, gotta be yeah. that. I, I gotta, gotta be, be the fines. I was like, what, what is the fine? See, at the time, thank God, cool. I was a little kid, like six, seven, eight years old. I didn't know the fines' character was a mechanic. Otherwise, y'all would be talking to a mechanic right now. Oh. I knew the Fonz was on TV. Okay. So, oh, I want to be like the Fonz. Whatever I he is. I want to be on, on TV. Okay. Yep. That's what happened. Wow. But the thing, oh, uh, we have our drinks. Oh, the mint. Smells so good. As, uh, uh, cheers. T- cheers, friends. Cheers. Cheers to cheers. new friends and very old ones. That is delicious. Oh, that is. Hold on. Let me be the judge. Okay. That is delicious. If I were the type of person oh, that nice. gave people tips, I would tip somebody. But you would drink. never be that guy. Mm-mm, I don't tip. That's a scam. <laughs> yeah. You the will, you the French do, don't tip. You and would, I, they're classy. Yeah. You would do the opposite of tips. You'll spit in somebody's if they ask you for it. Oh, if they say, uh, sir, it's, it's a 20% gratuity. I'm just going to kick him in the balls. Yeah. Even if it's a lady, I'm going to find her balls. Find her lady and balls. Her and them. ask her first. Excuse me, man. Where are your lady balls? Yeah, that's but, how you trick them. Because yeah. they don't see it coming. Well, uh, I'm just out of curiosity. I, where yeah. are your lady balls? Oh, oh they right, right here. here. Boom. Boom. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of kicking things in the balls. Now, you've been kicking this industry in the balls. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I met you performing. But at, right after I met you, somebody goes, oh, Jordan, you, he, he wrote on SNL. Mm-hmm. Which... I did not know. Yeah, at that time, at that time, that you were an SNL writer. Mm-hmm. 
how did you get a job on mm-hmm. SNL? Can you get Elliot a job on SNL mm-hmm, as a writer? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Those are my only two questions. So my answer to both questions is yes. Oh, oh, you wow. got it. Yes. How did yes, I get the job? Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, yes. Uh, first, how did I get the job? I'm yeah. an alum of the Groundlings, which you're very familiar with. Elliot knows nothing about it, so he's I, in the I, dark right now. I don't know anything about anything. <laughs> um, he looks no, of uh, the Groundlings comedy uh, and improv theater. You probably have talked about it on this web. Yeah, uh, we've had a couple of epi- Groundlings on this here. podcast yeah. before. Um, Wait, what were you about to call this? You went a web podcast. series. It, it, it's it not, is a it's web not wrong. series. Okay. Web series. It's this web series slash podcast slash webcast. And I just coined that? No, hold on. Let me um, see. 17. <laughs> oh. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. But I was a member of the Groundlings, which um, an alum of the I'm an alum now, but when I was in the company, they came and saw a show and I was in it and they asked me to audition. I did. I did not get into the cast. And that was the end of it. They made your SNL had your audition as an actor. Yes, as okay. a performer. Okay. And then a couple years later, um, they asked me to come back and audition again. I did. I did not get in the cast, but they asked me if I'd be a writer, and I did agree to write on and, the show. And how long did you write One on One season. One and what what years was that? Like two thousand three, two thousand four. Um, I'll tell you our most uh, infamous host that was there that infamous, season. Not infamous, famous, not famous, but infamous. Not most famous host, most infamous host that we had that year. At the time, it was a nothing host, but now it's quite interesting. It was Donald Trump. So I spent a week with Donald <sighs> Trump. Right. Was he horrible? In what way? As a performer as or as a, a human, person? As a human. He was not a horrible human being, but he, you felt bad for him because... In my humble opinion, to all the listeners out there, he was one of the dumbest people I'd ever spent any time around. Just real talk. Like, but that was that, well, he's he's dumb. He, yeah, he's I mean, dumb. it was it was as I'm, I'm saying when he was there, it had nothing to do with yeah politics because he wasn't a politician. Right. He was the host of a reality show. Right. So, for all the people I had met at that point in entertainment, from reality or from acting or whatever, and there's a lot of dumb people in show business. He <laughs> it's was built on it. It's built mm, on dumb. He mm. was by far the dumbest person. I don't mean like a jerk or an asshole. I meant uh, it's just he would because you know how when someone's dumb they don't know they're dumb, so they sure. just keep saying things. Think like a smart person knows not to talk about things they don't know about, right? Because mm-hmm. they know they'll sound dumb. Right. He doesn't know that he doesn't know about things, or he thinks that. If he doesn't know it, nobody knows it. Right. So I can just say whatever, which everyone is aware of now. But at the time, it was kind of shocking wow. to <laughs> someone was that ignorant. Holy crap. That was the... And the next week after he was gone, all people all shared their, oh my God, how dumb is Donald Trump's story? And said, because he did this. I saw him do this. He did this with me. He did this with me. Wow. And he was also easily manipulated because somebody said to him, wow. somebody said to him, oh, you know... There was a host who gave us these great gifts. Nobody will ever top the gifts they gave. So what do you think Donald Trump did? He topped. He, he gave, gave gifts. Thing. He gave you some Trump and not, and Just so you know, not all hosts gave gifts. Uh. But this person could see that, oh, I can manipulate him and get what gifts. What did he give? Of. I don't remember what it was. He only gave it to the cast, uh, not the writers. Uh, but it was literally uh, yeah. play with his they were just, ego. They were just, play with his they ego. They were just manipulating him because he's easily manipulated because he has an ego. Right. And they yeah. used that against wow. him to get gifts out of did, him. So that was the, that was the, I think that was the, that, I remember that show. That was the one where, where Rudy Giuliani was, uh, made an appearance in drag, I right? Don't, I don't remember I don't know. That's, it was so clip, long ago. That clip comes around every now yeah. and then on, on the internet, and mm-hmm. I just and it's so painful to watch. I think Rudy did the show more than once and oh, did yeah. his drag character. Yeah, yes. I just I remember one. With, he probably one, did that one, one bit with Trump because they're Rudy friends, in drag. and it's good to have friends. Uh, it's great yeah. to have friends, especially a friend like Rudy Giuliani. Yeah, exactly. Especially, especially. I guess yeah. we all need that kind of friend. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A ride or die. Well, yeah. <laughs> a yeah. ride or die. Rudy, 
If he ain't nothing, he's, he's right or die. die. Oh. Amen to that. And speaking of a man, now, <laughs> you were a man who was writing on that show. Mm-hmm. Did you, as a man, ever get to act on the show? Did I you ever didn't. do any sketches on No, the I show? didn't. I think I appeared, I did like an extra bit in one bit. Mm-hmm. And um, that's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now. And there was... wasn't really an opportunity for me to do that because it was my first season as a writer. Mm-hmm. And um, and so, you know, they just try to get you to just focus on that, that mm-hmm. first season. Would you have liked to done more seasons writing on that show? Or was one enough for you? To At go the on? time, no. Because um, I really wanted to be a performer. That was my goal. And I was hoping to get to perform. And when I kind of got the feeling that that wasn't going to be an option, mm-hmm. then I decided to come back to L.A. And, and you came back and, and started do, doing yep. the act, straight yep. up doing the act. I mean, I've always been a writer, actor. Yeah. But the difference was when I was writing in L.A., I could still sneak away for auditions. I could mm-hmm. do shows at Groundlings. But in New York, I didn't have. I was just working every day, writing, and then going home because yeah. I didn't have the Groundlings as an outlet to perform. Mm-hmm. I didn't have. I wasn't able to sneak away for auditions because that's just the nature of that job. Yeah. And you're in New York, so there's just less auditions and things yeah. like that. So. Yeah. So when you came back here, you hit the ground. You mm-hmm. re- really poured yourself into performing. Were you mm-hmm. still writing at that time? I was when I came well? back. I wrote on a show called um, Stacked with that starred Pamela Anderson and yeah. Christopher Lloyd. Yeah. And um, and I did a season on that, their first season. And then after that show, and I was also acting, I was doing the show Punked at that time as mm-hmm. well. Oh, yeah. Um, as one of the pranksters. And then, but when that show ended, then I took like a 10-year gap in between like full-time staff writing jobs. I wrote on my own and I pitched and I had development deals. But you I, didn't do any more staff I didn't jobs. do any more staffing for about 10 years. Because I wanted to be free to act. To act. Yeah. yeah. Now you've kind of gone back to mm-hmm. writing a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like you're full time. Oh, the original OG. Yeah, last OG. Last OG. I'm yeah. sorry. That's okay. OG, the original, original. <laughs> the original, original. The original gangster. gangster original, mm-hmm. original gangster. Which the I think original we House write. of Pancakes. The original House of Pancakes. You do mm-hmm. no. Yeah. Uh, last OG. Last OG. Yeah. Well, the show that I started back on as a writer was Uncle Buck with Mike Epps. That right. was on ABC. I did the. I wasn't. One, we did I, wasn't one season. I wasn't in that show. Oh, I was. I wrote on it and I got to be in it. So I, I wasn't in that so show. I guess I got something that you didn't get. You so, got a lot. So my life is complete. Yeah. No, you won. I won. I won. You won I won you. I, won I, know, you. I know you did. Um, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I did that show. And, I, and what happened on that was I realized after all these years of acting and performing and then writing my own material, um, I felt like in the writer's room, I actually had a lot of experience to offer in the writer's room uh-huh. in a way I didn't feel in my earlier days mm-hmm. uh, in the industry when I was writing. I didn't feel I didn't quite know what it was I had to offer, mm-hmm. you know. And also at the same time, last OG and last man standing, Stand, uh-huh, which is what I'm currently on. Now, that's two shows that have last in it. Is that mm-hmm. going to be? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's gonna only, I'm only going to work on years? shows with the title last in it. So now. Those shows are very different vibe shows. I don't think so. What do you mean? I don't, I well, don't think so. Don't one know. centers on a Negro who just got out of prison. Last Man Standing with Tim Allen. With Tim Allen. No. <laughs> Tim no, Allen Gary, in blackface. No. Tim Allen's in blackface. No, no, he's not. If, you, if you're if you a fan of blackface, do not watch Last Man Standing. You're going to be. First of all, everybody's a fan of that's blackface. That's true. That's true. But don't tune Get in that for that. Don't tune in for that. Elliot. Yep. He will kill me for saying this. Oh, jeez. He has seven mammy dolls. Mm. Well, Elliot's in blackface right now. He's in blackface. <laughs> I, I, I grew up admiring Al Jolson. And I thought, if why not? Why not? Why not? Why not? Just, just why, why not bring not. that When back. I first walked in, 
Elliot could see on my face that I was about to be offended by his blackface. And he said, oh, pump your brakes, Jordan. Uh-huh. I come from a blackface family. My whole family. Yeah, I grew up blackface. blackface. <laughs> my whole family. I grew up blackface. That's what we do. And I was like, oh, okay. I respect I that. I saw him take out an old-timey family photo album and show you all of those old yeah. photos of all mm-hmm. his family in oh, blackface. It was, it was fascinating. I love it. I, mm-hmm. And that's what brought me and Elliot mm-hmm. together. Like, my I, thing is, if your blackface is your authentic self, right. then mm. who can argue with Nobody that? can fight. Nobody, Nobody can, can fight, fight you. that. Nobody can fight you for that. Speaking of fighting, mm-hmm. uh, there's a lot of infighting in the industry. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of... And speaking of industry, that means to, to build, right? <laughs> ah, to be ah. industrious, to <laughs> yes. build. To build upon something. Yes, yes. To build upon anything. <laughs> Sometimes when you're trying to build relationships into shows, there's different type of shows you can build relationships mm-hmm. into. Okay. One type of show to build relationships into is a, like a sketch show. Because it's all about the relationships. Mm-hmm. This character's relationship to that character. Mm-hmm. We're done with them. This character relationship to that character. Mm-hmm. Now, you worked on a sketch show called Hype. Am oh, I? yeah. Mm-hmm. Correct. You were a writer on Hype. Yeah, that was my first writing job. That was, am, am I right in these years? I'm trying to remember. Was that around somewhere near 2000? It was It was exactly 2000. Okay. Hey. Hey, look at that. I didn't even know. Yeah, because I actually remember look that. Look at that memory. You know, a friend of mine was on that show. Mm-hmm. Uh, who's a friend no, of mine, who's too. no longer with us. Right. My friend. Michael. Uh, yeah, Michael. A.K.A. Mm-hmm. Chicken. Michael Roof, We yeah. call them, yeah, mm-hmm. Chicken. Uh, did you get that show straight from I auditioned for it. Yeah, it was from Groundlings. Everything kind of in my career came, started through Groundlings. So at Groundlings, I, the creators of the show were aware of me and casting was aware of me because I'm a sketch performer. Mm-hmm. And so almost everybody at Groundlings auditioned for that show. I was one of them. And then they asked that I did not get perfor- to perform mm-hmm. as an actor on it, but they did ask me if I were right. And that was my first, like, that was my first, like, really full-time job in the industry. And, and how were you with that? Yeah. Like, when they, when you're like, no, you can't perform, but we love you. It was right, disappointing, yeah. but at the same time, I was excited to, because I did, at that point in my career, I didn't even consider writing as an option for me. So I was flattered that, like, oh, wow, I can, people see me as a writer. Like, I knew that that would help enhance my career. Yeah. So I was really flattered for the opportunity. At this point, do you enjoy the writing side more or do you enjoy the performance? I think you got to choose one. (laughs) You got to. Early on, definitely it was acting by far. Yeah. Now I really would say I find them both equally rewarding for different reasons. Mm -hmm. Um, Writing because you get to be a part of the creative process from the foundation of it. Mm-hmm. So you just feel like your fingerprints on this thing you're creating from the get go. So whenever it is presented to the masses, you feel some ownership of it mm-hmm. as an actor. I love, I love oh, acting. So do you say actor or actor? Which I, you I said, say? I, I said doctor. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cause I feel like what mm-hmm. we do is very we healing. Heal. We heal. It's very we healing. Heal. So as a doctor actor, <laughs> um, <laughs> no, but as an actor, uh, it depends on the role. It got to the point I've been at it so long, as you know, Gary, for because you have as well. And Elliot, are you an actor as well? I'm not an actor. So he's an. So you don't even you don't know shit. Elliot. <laughs> you don't know shit. So don't even come at me. Don't, I feel like you coming for me. Why was he and coming? you shouldn't come for me? Why were you coming? For <laughs> don't come him? for me. Don't come. no. But as an actor, it depends on the role now for me. Because early on, it was just like glad to get any role, and now it's like you know you can sometimes get typecast. And you feel like oh, I've done this so much this type of character or uh-huh. this type of show or whatever it is I want something a little more challenging so um, so for me for acting it depends on the role and for writing because I still feel like a newish writer mm-hmm. in a sense um, that I love being a part of that process it's, I'm learning a lot and that's exciting I mean it, it's do you it, feel 
cool. I'm so okay. good. Do you feel newish just because you had taken 10 years yeah. off and so yeah. now you're, you're coming back to it? Yeah. Yeah. I have a new, because my attitude is different this time around where I really just want to focus on writing. So I'm actually able to learn a lot yeah. and take in a lot. It's amazing to see that just how much you're working lately as mm-hmm. a writer. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, I've known you for a while now yeah. and I, I've yeah, never seen like you're you're constantly working as a, mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. as a writer mm-hmm. and not only as a writer but as an African American writer yes yes and you as an African American writer you write differently oh yeah i'm i write a lot of um hey girl <laughs> oh, those are my lines and uh, all, and, uh, all of those <laughs> and then y'all those are usually mine okay. and uh and if somebody go huh i usually wrote that I mean, I'm in a separate room from the rest of the writers. Right. And then they'll just. Separate, but a separate equal. It is very equal. equal. Uh-huh. It is <laughs> very equal. No, that's not true. I'm joking. No. no, no how. Not, this has everything to do with it. How is the, uh, on the color side of things, last OG's mm-hmm. writing room mm-hmm. versus last man standing? Well, last OG was an all black writer's room. We had one white writer. Wow. And then last OG is. All white. Except, last, oh, last I mean, I'm sorry. Last man standing uh-huh. is all white writers' room except we have an Asian and a black. Oh wow! Which one am I? Guess quick. Don't think. I one of the white guys. Color. I don't know. Oh man. Oh, you don't see color? Not in, today. Oh, I got corrective surgery. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I see color. <laughs> I, see, <laughs> I see. I see dead people. Remember that? You remember that? That's oh, fun. Yeah, remember that, that was so much yeah. fun. Was that lost that in was space. A film. It was a, mm, mm, the lost in space. We'll movie. talk after the show. We'll talk off. I will never talk to you again. Oh, okay. After this show ends, after this web series, it was a six <laughs> webcast. webcast. Yeah. It was M Night Shyamalan's first and best film. Oh, Morning six, Will Robinson. Six cents. No, that's. I already answered you, so you okay. don't have to guess anymore. I can stop. Six cents. I can stop guessing. <laughs> uh, speaking of guessing, um, I'm gonna hit the microphone. Uh, speaking of guessing, I'm guessing you have some new projects that are coming up. Uh, but before I? that. <laughs> Yeah, you better. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm okay. Let me. You better make up a show you got coming. Okay, I will. Uh, but before that, I do want to talk to you about uh, Elliot. Yeah. Jordan and I are in a live show together. I've mm. seen it. This is not a commercial for this show. Uh, but this is to say this. Mm. I've done improv for a long time, and I know you have, Jordan mm-hmm. Lick. It's the single funnest improv show I've ever been involved in. Yes. Me too. Uh, and it is a show that you created mm-hmm. called The Black Version. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think it's an important show because of what it is, mm-hmm. number one. First of all, it's fun, but mm-hmm. because of what it is. Mm-hmm. Elliot needs to hear. And mm-hmm. this is not for the listening audience. Right. This no, is just for, for Elliot. This is for Elliot. Even though he's seen it, but still, he needs to hear this. He, yeah, he, he saw it, but he didn't know what he was looking yeah, at. Yeah, he saw it. He laughed more than he'd ever laughed in his life. That's but you know true. what? It, it was laugh based on ignorance. 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 He was just, just dumb He should have laughed. We want you to laugh, but we want you to, we want you to know why you laugh. Right. He was dumb well, as Donald Trump on SNL. <laughs> I'm not smart. You don't need to be anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's what I'm Well, saying. now that you I have just, Gary to explain everything, yeah. why do you think I'm friends with him? I'd be like, Gary, what is this? What's a car? What's a row? How do they go together? Exactly. <laughs> and I, I tell and him. And he tells me. You're um, very nice. So you, what, is your, what is your question? I'm sorry. Oh, to, to break down for Elliot. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, the show. The show. It's mm. all black improv, uh, also known as an African-American. Mm. All black improv cast. And um, basically, we get the, um, 
the premise is we get the title of a real movie from the audience, like E.T. or Raiders of the Lost Ark. If that were a movie. If that, those are. Okay. And I okay. say real movies, and those are real movie titles. Mm. And then <laughs> and then we, the cast, improvise the black version of that movie. Mm-hmm. And that's and that's pretty I much that's the where concept. I, was, I think that's where I was confused. Yeah. Because <laughs> I knew that you had created the show when mm-hmm. I went and saw it. Mm-hmm. And I thought that the it was the black version was because you named it after yourself but and i was trying it is, and though. i was trying to figure out how doing a different version of the movie was related what? to you and i didn't so now let thank me you for explain that up everyone in the cast is in my family so this is our families. We're the blacks. Oh, yeah. Okay. Right. Oh, no. I, gary is my stepfather. I'm his stepfather. Oh. He's my stepfather. Oh. His wife is my mom. I, that's, and yes, so that's, she had it, she had me before she was born. Yeah, and then I was her son. Yeah, and then, son, it, it, then it follows. And it follows. It all, it makes, all so makes so much sense more now. sense now. But mm-hmm. think of this: Tyler Perry's blah blah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jordan Black's mm-hmm. version. Version. Right. Yeah. Right. No, but it is just a play on my name and on the concept. Yeah. So we just so it's a double entendre. I came up with the words "the black version." I was trying to think like if I ever had my own show starring me, what would be a title that could be a play on the word "black"? So then the black version came, and then eventually I thought of the idea for the so, show. Now, if I came up with the show and I called it the Blake version, would mm-hmm. you? Oh, would I be, would sue you. Would you? I would okay. sue your pants off. I, all right. Well, I should. As a matter of fact, just give me your pants right now, damn it. Give Evan. him the britches. Give me your pants. Here we give go. him the britches. Uh, ladies and gentlemen at home, you did not see me standing up starting to unzip <laughs> You really pants. did yeah. stand up really and did. mind yes, taking did. your he pants mind, off. He minded. It's commitment. That's called commitment. Uh, no, a lot of people don't know this, but when the black version, you did a short internet. Yes. Pop with it. Yeah, we did that. And Gary was also in that. Yeah, we but did... more than me, you had Octavia, Octavia Spencer, Spencer was also was in, in that. Wow. Yes. You you made her famous. Yeah, she I made her a star. She, before that, nobody was interested but, in but her. But talk about who's been in, the who, who's in the black version now and who has been oh, in great. the black version. Because you... That's it, a good it's, list. It, it's a spectacular, a spectacular well, group the, of the original, I'm Yeah, the original cast was myself and Gary, Cedric Yarbrough, Phil Lamar, Danielle Gaither, and... Keegan-Michael Key and Jordan Peele of Key and Peele. They were in the original cast. And then not long after that, joined uh, Naima Funk, who's now a mm-hmm. regular cast member. Fantastic. And then Key and Peele left because I don't know what they're – I don't think they're doing anything. But they left for some reason. Hmm. They, you know, I, I guess maybe they couldn't get a ride to the theater anymore. Whatever. That's their problem. And then, um, <laughs> and then guests we've had have been like Wayne Brady has done it a bunch. Tiffany Haddish has done it. Maya Rudolph has done it a bunch. Niecy Nash has done it. Yeah, those are the big names I can think of off the top of my head. Martin Luther King. Martin Luther King did not do it. He, he did not. Was do supposed it. to do it. No, Gary. No. He, he never. Gary, I know we Elliot. I know you and I talked, and you you told me not to mention this, but Gary mm-hmm. Martin Luther King passed away. Mm. No, he passed away, Gary. The, He's no more. This is one of those, as Elliot always says, let's agree to disagree. No, that's this not. This is one of those. That is not one of those. Disagree. That's not one of those. You, I don't think you know what that term means. Uh, Elliot. Well, Elliot. I don't know anything. We established already. I'm a dumb guy. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so you're back to the writing. Yes. You're back to doing. Well, you've been doing the improv thing. You, yeah. You, mm-hmm. you never stop. Never stop. You never stop. Love performing. it. It's my favorite thing to do. Is it your like your release? Your out. Yep. Yeah, it's my. It is my passion. Live improv is my passion. And it's the thing I do this for me. It's not about yeah. money. It's not about my career. It's the thing I do just because it, it is. It's the, you know, I just live for it. I really do. It's my greatest joy is being on stage doing improv. If someone said to you, 
you get to do one of those things the rest of your life. One of which things? Just write, one, the writing, or writing, the on-camera acting, the improvisation. You just get to do one. Are you choosing? Yeah, I mean, improv? I would choose improv. I Really, it's my greatest love. If someone said to you, you can choose improv, but every time you do an improv show, I'm going to um, burn down an important uh, building. I hate buildings. You okay, know that about me. Right. Okay. I Please, you know how many buildings I've burnt down already? Please, thank a you. A lot of you're them. You're doing me a favor. Huh? You, or as the kids say, you're doing me a flavor. Like, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. Hold on. No, no, don't take mm-hmm, a sip of mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm. Don't take a sip of that because... I don't know the kids. Oh yeah, all the kids are saying you do me a flavor. You do me. You doing me a huge flavor. Uh, I'm gonna look down some stuff on your IMDb right now. Ooh, I want to talk because that's the some stuff, internet movie database. Yeah, there's some stuff I don't know about, and mm. I don't know if it's real or not. Oh, okay. Because this is recent, mm-hmm. and it's called "This Isn't Funny." It says right. it's a that's TV a movie. short. No, it's a short. You know how they get the things wrong on there, mm-hmm. but it's a short film that a friend that I was in that a friend of mine did a couple of years ago. I don't know why it says 2019 on there. Maybe has it been released? I it's it's not the kind of thing that would be released. It's just a you know it might be on YouTube or something. So they're releasing it on YouTube. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Uplo- you- I call it more like uploads as opposed. There's uh-huh. a difference. This project is being released. This project is being uploaded. That's an upload. Do you still do a lot of stuff with, with and for friends like that? I I do, but I'm man. trying to balance my time better and have more better time management and do less of it. Yeah. Because at a certain point, you know, you could be, as you know, you can be doing three of those a week if you, yeah. which I used to do so much of that. Now I'm trying to be, you know, my wife would actually like to spend some time with me because believe it or not, she liked me. Why don't she just come to the set? Yeah, because that's fun. Let her know. That's fun for her. If you like me as much as you say you like me, right. just come to the yeah, set. Just come to the set and, and just hang out while I work all day. No, you are in that heavily grounding, well, I don't know, nobodies. Oh, yeah, that's, yeah. That's a heavy ground. That's very, yeah, because created by groundlings, yeah. starring groundlings. Would you explain, not to Elliot this time, mm-hmm. but to me, mm-hmm. the, 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 what, how, but how though? Okay. Uh, how did took, I get in nobody? I just took somebody's bit. Right. I know that we that's Cedric's yeah. bit, but yeah. so he, ain't he, ain't he ain't using it. He ain't using it. He ain't using it. He's too. He's. Too. I took his woman because he wasn't using her. You he wasn't took, using. Uh, wow. Her. You are bold. <laughs> I'm choking because yeah. I lied. Well, like, as my mama would say, that's God telling you you wrong. Oh, mm. every time you choke. Every time you <laughs> choke, that's God telling you to shut up. Um. <laughs> huh? Um. So you want me to explain Nobody's? Yeah. Nobody's is a show that originally was on uh, TV Land. I don't. I, I don't know where it was originally. It was. I'm, I'm saying. I'm saying. I was remembering TV Land, I have and then no it idea. moved to the Paramount. Do you network. know Elliot? I already answered I'm not familiar it. Familiar with TV Land? Okay. Oh, yeah. You're not familiar with TV Land as a network? Hold on, I'll Google it. I'm so upset. It was originally <laughs> on. I'm googling it on TV Land. <clears throat> and then, um, sorry, I'm still choking. Oh, that's oh God is really telling you Ew. a thing or two. But anyway, it was original TV Land, then it moved to Paramount Network. But it was a show um, written by my three friends, uh, Larry Dorff, uh, Rachel Ramirez, and Hugh Davison. They mm-hmm. created it, and they were the stars of it. And the premise was they were three friends of uh, Melissa McCarthy, which is true. We all know Melissa from Groundlings. And their characters were friends of hers who were nobodies and they're trying to like fit into because Melissa was one of the producers on the show Uh so she played a character on the show 
as herself basically and them like trying to use that connection to like really break into the business yeah so that was the premise and then i did a few episodes where i played myself actually now is it when i watched it is it heavily improvised, improvised? um it's scripted it's just, but it's yeah because point. everybody's an improviser yeah we got to have fun yeah i really it. couldn't tell like what, yeah. what, what was that because it seemed mm-hmm. it seemed like it was a very loose mm-hmm. kind of thing so i really couldn't mm-hmm. tell whether it was or not yeah it's funny because when i got the call to do that show and my agent said, yeah, they want you to play yourself. I didn't rem- show nobody's. It was the season one. So I didn't remember that was the title of the show they were making. Mm-hmm. And I was like, they want me to play myself. Do they know I'm not that famous? <laughs> like, this seems like a wow. waste of a celebrity cameo. And I was like, oh, it's because I'm playing myself from the groundlings because the scene wow. took place at the groundlings. So they just had me play myself. I was like, oh, okay, then. Because I know based on my bank account how famous I am. I was like, I'm not. Jordan Black cameo famous. But that's before you were OGs. Yeah, yeah, now. Now. Man, man. Good luck. Good luck trying to book me now. You can't afford me. Uh, How much do you make? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) You you also do. uh, What I like about what I like about what you do, first of all, super funny man. Thank you. Uh, And likewise. Yes, of course. Uh. You, what, what am I, chopped liver over here? No, no, no. Oh, no. Elliot. Oh, no, you're not chopped liver. Uh-oh. No, no, here, here we go. Because I'm going to let the audience know how funny Elliot is. Elliot, do your joke. Do your joke. Oh, do a joke. Oh, do oh, your joke. Oh, this is good. Oh, this big God. joke. This is good. Oh, no, no, I couldn't. I don't want to make anybody laugh. You don't want to up. You don't want to make anybody, me and Gary look unfunny. I don't want to make you guys look unfunny. Thank I don't you. want you to spit your drink. Thank you. Because I'm going to drink. Yeah. And, and it, I will spit. You'll spit. And I worked really hard on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've, right. been, you've been doing some of the uh, the animation. Yeah, I've done some well. a little bit of voiceover, not as much as I wish. I would love to do a lot more. Well, why don't you just start doing more? Uh, what do you mean, just show up? No. I just start showing up at some recording studios? Yeah. And well, go, hey, I, I, do, I, I'll do a voice. Are they, I mean, how many times have, have, have people said uh, half, half, of, half of life is just showing, <laughs> showing up? Showing up. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, so what you think is I should just show up and go, oh, you guys are doing voiceovers? I'll do one. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, you're an animation producer. I am. Right? Yes. It's true. Oh, We're, I'll do one. All right. Great. I'll do Let's a, go. Matter of fact, I'll do one of those, those like Simpsons type shows that run for 30 years. Put me on one of those. Okay. And right. I'll make $400,000 an episode. I'll do that. I'll take that money. Okay. Good. Just, cool. All right. Good. I like how Hollywood works. That was, that was very Hollywood. Mm-hmm. So it's true. You just ask for what you want. Yeah. How is the climate right now? You've been right. You were writing mm-hmm. long ago. Mm-hmm. You're back to really mm-hmm. writing again. Mm-hmm. How is the climate? We're in a very different political time. Mm-hmm. Do you notice that in the writing rooms? Do you notice that in the kind of stuff that you mm-hmm. are having to deal with? Do mm-hmm. you notice that in the kind of stuff that you are? I mean, you mean there? as far as like um, the demographics of the room and color I mean, and, I, and I, gender? I mean that the sensitivity <clears throat> of it uh, mm-hmm. in in the room. Okay, the, I can answer that. So the sensitivity is you got a bunch of funny people in a room together. As you know, there are there are no sacred cows with comedians. None. Mm-hmm. Now, as far as like a network or a corporation that you're working for, they definitely have policies and procedures regarding these things. But once you're in the writer's room, it's like pretty much most of that goes out the window. But but um, individual one on one interactions yeah. Yeah, yeah. with like like I'm not going to there was a time where. For example, I was on stage once with a very now famous female actress and I grabbed her boobs on stage in an improv. 
She didn't care. It was fine. I would not do that today. Doesn't matter whether she's fine or not. Yeah. I'm not doing that. I wasn't even comfortable doing it at the time, and I apologized afterward. And she said she didn't care because I because she didn't. But mm-hmm. so there was a time where in comedy you could get away with more, you know, or make a make a crack to a woman about you know her gender or whatever you don't really see that in the room as much somebody might make a general joke mm-hmm. but you don't really see, because that person may get offended and that could cause problems for you if you're like pointing yeah. it at them yeah so i don't see that the way i used to see that a lot mm-hmm. um in a writer's room particularly because people's jobs are at stake so they they do they are a little more careful mm-hmm. backstage at like groundlings where your job is at stake everybody's pretty much working for free then all bets are off again. You know? mm-hmm. So it just depends um, on the situation. I, I would imagine, though, that backstage at the Groundlings, I mean, everybody kind of knows like, yeah. that nobody's You're a family, kind of, though. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you right. become you a family everybody. at that point. Yeah. But you also, everybody knows like that's the environment and nobody's being serious about exactly. that kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, in the rise room, I would say that's different because just from stories I've heard from people who have horror stories mm-hmm. about things that were done and said to them in writer's rooms mm-hmm. in the day. particularly like women and people of color who've shared stories with me and share stories in the room about things that were said to them about mm-hmm. them in front of them that are so rude and disrespectful it would blow your mind wow. but it was just that people could get away with it because that's just the way it was back then you had to suck it up so you don't see things like that anymore are there any other than that are there any other big changes that you just see in the way things work now Compared to the that you're more seasoned and been away from that writing game, not in the writers' room because all the writers' rooms I've been in have been very respectful. That's I've, cool. I haven't been in a writers' room where either the boss was a hardcore jerk or, you know, or said you know racially insensitive things or sexist things. I haven't really been in those rooms. Mm-hmm. Also, I like racially insensitive things and sex things, so maybe I didn't hear it. Yeah. Um. No. But, or you <laughs> applauded it, or you I said applauded them. it, or I said yeah. So then I can't hear because, as you know, I can't yeah. hear what you I say. You can't hear yourself. I can't talking. hear what I say. Um, but no, seriously, I haven't seen those horrible things. I mean, there's definitely things where I've been around people outside of the writer's room who have said things I thought were racially insensitive or mm-hmm. sexist. And I will correct people and have corrected people in those situations. Mm-hmm. But that's because they weren't my boss or anything. When it's your boss, you really don't feel comfortable doing that, which is why they, they try to have all these protections now. Yeah. Are you, are you seeing any new younger writers coming up right now? Not enough. I'll say not enough. They are making strides to open those doors. It's still not enough. And even with more writers of color and more women writers, it's still they They are definitely doing it more, but it's still a chance. They aren't there yet by by any stretch of the imagination. Um, But there are efforts like every room you go in now, they're at least discussing it. They're at least talking about... Usually, if I'm in the room, it's because they're trying to have a person of color in the room. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? So there's that. Um, so I'm already there. And like, in rooms, you'll see them attempting to have more women in the room. So you'll see that more. And then you'll hear about rooms that are mostly women on like newer shows. Yeah. Especially if you have like a female showrunner or something mm-hmm. who right. who'll just make that a, you know, a, um, a mission of their yeah. show. Like, I want majority women writers. Like, I did a show that was quote unquote a black sitcom. And half the writers were black, which was unheard of before. And then I did another sitcom that was this quote unquote a black show, and almost which I told you last OG, which all of the writers were black except for one. Yeah. So that's unprecedented. Yeah. I'd never seen that before because it used to be you'd have a show that was a black show, and most or all of the writers would be white. Yeah, that was not remotely uncommon, yeah. and it was 
and it wasn't anything that was controversial to anyone. It's just yeah. the way it was. Yeah. So. so you see little things like that changing. Yeah. But you, I mean, I think it seems to me anyway. I mean, you know, from from you've got somebody like Jordan Peele, who's yeah, executive mm-hmm. producer on who I discovered okay. I made him a star. Right. Yes, you, when right. I put him in the black right. version, right. that made his career. Good right. on you. Right. Good. I on said you. him. And he's paying I said back. this to Jordan Peele. I said Jordan, get out. Then and I said Jordan, this is about us. And then anyway, oh, but go right, on. Right. Hold on. I don't know if you realize this, guys. Those are two of his movie names. What? Yeah, that's what, what I'm saying. Said, yeah. I, and one day I said Jordan Key and Peele. Just Key and Peele. Oh, but, yeah. but hold on, guys. Hold on. I don't know if you realize this. Uh-uh, that was what? the name of the TV oh, show. Oh, what? Really? Yeah. And I said Jordan Peele, millionaire. Millionaire. Multi-millionaire. I don't know if you got realize this. Seriously, for real. This is crazy what's happening right now. That's what it is. That's now what his he financial is. Financial. I said Jordan Peele, Chelsea Peretti, Chelsea Peretti. Okay. Wow. What this a, is anyway. crazy. What? What about it? She, what about that, that? That's the lady. I don't even know what those words mean. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's the lady he's married. What? To. I didn't even know that you was a lady. You helped him out a lot. Yeah, there are ladies. <laughs> wow. You helped that guy out a lot. That's amazing. But what I was saying <laughs> yeah. is like somebody like Jordan, Jordan Peele is now like he's he's a really yeah. uh, uh, a powerful producer. Yeah, he's a mogul. He's a mogul. Mm-hmm. He's got multiple shows mm-hmm. on multiple networks and streamers mm-hmm. and he's got the the he's got the clout now where he can dictate mm-hmm. how that you know yeah. how that room works. Yeah, that, and that's a and that makes it, a big it's, difference. It's a, it's a well it's a, and it's a great thing to see. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. What do you what would you recommend for young writers, young writers mm-hmm. of color especially with mm-hmm. that in mind? Like mm-hmm. what would you recommend? Is there anything that you can go you know, here's the journey I took yeah. or the best advice I can give anybody is produce your own work. Hmm. When you're starting out, get it on YouTube, make stuff and don't just make one thing and then hope that Hollywood comes calling. Make something and why? And once that's up, start making your next thing. Because a lot of times what will get your name out there is the fact that you're consistent. People will say like, oh, you know, we need a writer, you know, and somebody go like, well, my friend so-and-so, he's always writing stuff. He's got a zillion scripts. Mm -hmm. And even if the scripts aren't good, sometimes that's enough that somebody just knows that you are doing it. You're Uh you're not waiting on permission. You're just doing it. Or, oh, I'm, you know, I'm looking for, you know, even if no matter what you are, filmmaker, actor, if you're just constantly, I mean, there are people who are making millions of dollars on YouTube and they don't have talent. (laughs) You know what I mean? Just real talk. They're not talented. You know, like what you look at and go like, I don't get it. But for, but it means something to some, enough people that they were able to become millionaires yeah. from it. Yeah. So be consistent. Keep like I always tell people like, oh, I did this video two years ago. We got a million hits. Where's your second video? Yeah. Oh, no, but I got the one. That's my calling card. Yeah. Well, it seems like you've gotten everything out of that you're going to get. Where, yeah. Where's your next? And if the next one bombs, that doesn't matter because you got you're going to be if you can. All my friends who have done YouTube videos and things like that, the ones who consistently make them all the time. Have several that have gone viral. Yeah. You know, I don't have one friend that's made a bunch of videos and nobody's seen any of them. Mm-hmm. You know, eventually one of them catches on. Mm-hmm. So, and then you can end up with a career that way. So nah. just be consistent, whether that's, you know, I don't care if it's writing plays, short films, features. You know, today you really don't have an excuse because you can shoot a, fo- a, mo- a movie on your phone, mm-hmm. you know, and don't worry about, oh, production value, this and all that. You're, you're not making it because you think it's going to be the next. Avengers, uh-huh. you're making it because it's actually giving you experience, helping you to learn your craft. So when somebody does say, and I know I have friends where this happened, where they would make shorts, and then one day they were able to pitch a show and say, I want to direct this show too, and I have all these short films I did. And the studio goes, okay, well, you've been doing it, whatever. We don't care because they don't really know how any of this works anyway. <laughs> they go, okay, well, give him a shot. He's already doing it anyway. So wow. it's not about being good or being the best. It's, to me, it's about being consistent. Wow. Yeah. Uh, there was one thing because uh, Gary isn't good and he's not the best but he will act he I, will show up and I, act I, I will act uh, mm-hmm. consistently I mean he's not even good y'all 
No. He's not himself. No, no, but I will show up. But he will show up. Late, uh, but he'll show up. There was one thing you said to me about writing one time. It was, uh, I was writing a script, but mm-hmm. you were talking about your style. My process. It, yeah. yeah, your process. And it was literally. I say process, but anyway. That's no, I, say, I say you say process. Right. Uh, <laughs> and it was literally, basically, just put something down on the paper. You mm-hmm. can go back and fix it and change mm-hmm. it later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But just put something down on the paper. I and, learned that at Groundlings from Phyllis Katz, who's a teacher there. And that is, she had this exercise, and basically what it taught me was, I used to get writer's block. You know, I'd sit and look at a page for an hour and a half because I can't think of what this character's name is or what's the next beat. And I, what I learned from Phyllis was, it doesn't, character's name, I don't know his character's name, Bob for now, keep going. I don't know the next beat. Well, what just happened? Oh, well, they just got the car. Well, they gonna walk into the store. And then, now the store may not end up in the final draft of my script, but I gotta keep it moving. Yeah. So, what I do is, let's say if I'm writing a screenplay. Screenplay is generally 100 pages. My goal with a screenplay is I'm going to write 10 pages a day. They're not going to be good, 10 good pages. But in 10 days, I'm going to have a screenplay. You, you're filled with such a sense of satisfaction and accomplishment that then the thought of going back and rewriting it isn't as daunting as a blank page. It's mm-hmm. like, I have a script. If somebody asks me to give them a movie script, I can give them something. So now I'm just fixing it. I'm just making it better from what I have. And I'm just going to read through it and fix all the things I like. Mm-hmm. And then I can sit there a while and really work on the details sure. and not feel like I'm not getting anywhere because I'm done. Mm-hmm. So if it takes me a day and a half for this scene, it's not like, oh, I'm getting nowhere. No, the script is done. In my mind, it's uh-huh. just, I've cemented that idea in my head. The script is done. Now I can just have fun, mm-hmm. you know, making it better. Yeah. That's great. I, I, I love that. And I I seriously think about that mm-hmm. in my writing part and mm-hmm. I talk about that mm-hmm. all the time just get it down there yep. we'll change it yeah. later yep. don't even change worry it later. about it don't worry about it rewriting yeah. is the best part of, of writing yeah. if you ask me because what happens is you'll be in the middle of writing something and you'll get stuck and then you put it in a drawer and you'll feel like oh I can't get back to it and then you'll stress about it so much that now it's, I can't even imagine having a good enough idea to pick this thing up again that I haven't looked at in six mm-hmm. months it's like no just write it right and the truth is also I don't care how terrible you think your script is. Somebody will pay you a million dollars for it. Oh, wait. Because all you got to do is look at the movies that are out there, the TV shows that are out there that are terrible. And somebody made a whole lot of money off of that script. So, like, just make it. Don't you, Whatever you're writing can't be worse than the worst thing that's already out there somebody's making millions off of. So we're all going to be millionaires. Well, I'm not saying that, but I'm just no, saying the just... opportunity. It's not because your script sucks that you're not a millionaire. Okay. Because they will buy scripts that suck. Uh, my last thing I want to ask you mm-hmm. before I say my thank yous. Mm-hmm. I don't know what Elliot's got. I'm just saying about me. Uh, because your your career has been in different chunks, different things, mm-hmm. that hotter or colder on mm-hmm. one thing at one mm-hmm. point or whatever you were concentrating on. Is there anything now that you go, man, I wish, I wish blank years ago I would have just done this instead of that? Or you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have the answer to that. I really wish in the beginning of my career I had done stand-up. Instead of sketching improv. Yeah. Even though I love sketching improv. I love it. I like improv specifically. I wish I'd done stand-up because as a black person in comedy, yeah. they don't cast you from improv shows. No. They don't see you. No. You're not considered a black person who does comedy unless you do stand-up. Yeah. And all the stand all the black comedy people who have gone on to have huge careers with stand-ups first, ninety nine percent of them other than Jordan Peele and Keegan Michael Key. Yeah. Which gives me hope, you know. Yeah. Right. But yeah, um, they um they always look for um, stand-ups. You wow. Know? And, and, you know, and I think I would have been a decent stand-up had I gone into it. And now it's just too late because I'm not going to 
wait till two o'clock in the morning to do an open mic. You know, we both have a buddy <laughs> named Nick Jameson who moved to Iceland mm -hmm. a couple of years ago. Started doing stand up when mm -hmm. he moved to Iceland, mm -hmm. and he's yeah, he's been around. He used yeah. to be in Falk. Yeah, that's. Mm -hmm. He is huge in Iceland doing wow. stand up now, mm -hmm. and he's just start. He's like, ah, I'm going to start doing right. stand up, and he did that thing that you're talking about right now mm -hmm. of suddenly switching gears and going yeah. to it. Yeah. But you're right about the stand-up thing. And the other thing is black people tend to take their their comedy yeah. in through stand-up. Oh, like yeah, I mean, audience-wise, for sure. Yeah. Like, black audiences don't know you if you come out right. of Second City or Groundlings yeah. or UCB. But then again, Hollywood, too, you're also, right. Yeah. It's like, oh, that's what... And I, it might also just give them a better angle on who is he, what is he saying, yeah. what can I sell? Because well, and also, if you're casting something where you need funny black people, you're not going to go to a theater where you might see one black person. You're going to go to a comedy club where you're going to see nine black people that yeah. night. You know, so yeah. casting-wise, it's just, you know, you just, you know, um, I'm done. So I'm not going to finish that thought. No, you don't need to. But, so, but, but basically, water. you're telling all the black children out there right now, to become stand up. Well, I'm saying and that's beautiful. It depends on what your passion is. Follow your passion by far. I mean, you know, be happy doing what you love. And there are more black people going into sketch and improv now. Um, you see that a lot more. I'm just saying in my day when I started out, mm -hmm. it was different, you know, so. No, but you're still right. The majority of the the guys who are getting those big breaks on TV there yeah, the stand are stand-ups, yeah. you know. I don't regret my choices. I'm just saying if I had it all do over again, if I was to change one thing, it would be I'd focus on stand-up. But do you think you get the kind of joy you get from improv doing stand-up? I think I would because I love stand-up, and if I was a good one, I'd, yeah, for okay. sure. Because I've done like little, I've done a little bit of stand-up as far as like um, emceeing, not not jokes, emceeing <laughs> things, hosting things like that where I get to do like, or in story shows where you're doing a version of stand-up. And when it goes well, I mean, it's just as satisfying as improv. Wow. When you kill it in improv. Wow. Yeah. Thank you, Jordan Black. Thank you, Gary Black. I know. I'm Gary Anthony Williams. Are you, though? No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm Gary Black. Thanks, man. It, you, you really are an inspiration to, especially when I see your name now in writing credits and seeing all the mm -hmm. stuff that you're doing. It's great to know because you're a funny fool. And it's great to know that somebody out there with a real sense of humor, really talented from the other side, too, is out there doing this. Well, thank so. you. I appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. Elliot, Thanks. what's your compliment? <laughs> I enjoyed having you on the show. Thank you. That's a, now, that's a real compliment. Yeah. <laughs> Elliot. Gary. I think you got to ask him the ultimate question. Uh, you're right. I, I think you do, right? No, I do. Okay. I do. It's my solemn duty to ask the ultimate question. Dun, dun. Uh, Jordan, where can people find you on social media? Oh, uh, you can find <laughs> me on Twitter at fake Jordan Black and on Instagram at fake Jordan Black. No, why? Why Why was it fake? Yeah. Uh, again, it's one of those things I regret doing <laughs> in the early years of social media. I thought it was funny because everybody was doing at real, Paula yeah, Abdul, yeah. at real. This I was yeah. like, well, I'll be at fake. But people don't do that anymore. So now people, at, on that day when I posted that, it was funny. Uh, now people are like, why are you fake? You're not fake. You're real. Don't be putting fake. Donald they think I'm Trump's putting myself name is still real, real, Donald real Donald Trump. Donald I know. Trump. Yeah. But, um, I, but I, anyway, so I so regret that's that. Why. Yeah. Right. But yeah, it was funny on that day. Wow. But it still is. Oh, yeah. Uh, Elliot. <laughs> yeah. Where can they find the real Elliot Blake <laughs> on social media? You can find me at Elliot Blake, E-L-L-I-O-T-B-L-A-K-E on Twitter and on Instagram. Uh, How about your book? Oh, my book? You mean yeah. Create 100 Cocktails? Yeah. Home Bar Guys Deep Dive into the Art of Cocktail Creation? I'm yeah. glad you asked. 
Uh, you can find that in print on Amazon and uh, as a, a digital PDF uh, because, you you know, not a print PDF, a digital, digital PDF uh, on uh, Gumroad. Um, Gary, what about you? Where can people find uh, you? On Twitter, at Gary A. Williams. On Instagram, at Gary Anthony Williams. And just come to my home. <laughs> right? Oh, yeah. oh, your address is, oh, hold on, let me find No, it. just tell them. <laughs> the door is always wide open. We don't believe in keys and locks. Oh, certainly not. Uh, Jordan, do you have anything that you want to plug? I don't think so, no. When's the yeah. next? I mean, The Last Man Standing yeah. is going to be airing in January 2019, the new season. January 2019. Uh, mm-hmm. You may be about what you're saying. And uh, 2020. Thank okay. you. January right. 2020. I don't know what year it is. And uh, the last OG season two is now available on wherever you stream and all that. Well, no, it's not everywhere, but t- on TBS.com. More than likely, probably still on TBS. Um, and I think that's. And then uh, go to the black version. Yeah. The black version.com. If you're right. in LA, come see our show. But we also travel. We do out of town shows from time to time. So we're going to Portland. Oh, yeah. I don't know when is this airing. Uh, uh, in a couple two, of weeks. Two or three oh, okay. Weeks, yeah. So we'll be in Portland, August twenty third and twenty fourth, performing at the Siren Theater, and um, so you can uh, go to theblackversion.com for that as well. I Fantastic. totally recommend it. I really had not like that's the hardest I've laughed in the last oh, uh, like you. I don't know two years. So it's a great, great show. Um, if you and talking about great shows, you, I'm going to talk about our show now. Okay. Yeah. So if you've enjoyed today's show. Mm-hmm. I would say go on to Apple Podcasts yep. or Spotify or Google Podcasts or Stitcher or any other place where you any might have place. listened. Name seven more, quick. I can't. Don't even think. Just name them. Uh, uh, Applepie.com. <laughs> um, go on there. Uh, leave us a review. Uh, a, a or if you prefer a uh, star rating, I believe the the maximum number of, of stars that you can give for a podcast now is uh, six hundred and thirteen. Six one three, yeah, yeah, six one three. Uh, we'll take all of them. That helps us uh, uh, find uh, more great listeners like you. And also, the other thing you can do is uh, be sure to uh, hit that subscribe button. Make sure you subscribe to the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, that way, this uh, these uh, we will be delivered to your uh, your 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 uh, audio feed uh, just automatically. You know all the words. Uh, yeah, I do. Uh, you can follow the show on Twitter at Gary and Elliot. You can uh, find us on Instagram uh, where we put all sorts of stuff uh, at Day Drinking with Gary and Elliot. You can find us on the web Day Drinking with Gary and Elliot uh, dot FM. You can email us. We Love your emails. I love them. Oh yeah, day drinking with Gary and Elliot at gmail.com. Uh, I think that's it. I think we've done it. That's enough. That's enough. I've had it. I've had it, and America's gonna have it the more they see more of Jordan Black. Absolutely. <laughs> Jordan, thank you a ton for being here, man. Thank you. This has been great fun. Elliot, thank you for being here. Thank you for also being here. Thank you, guys. When you're out and about in the midst of the day. Out and about at home, and you're day drinking. Remember to do so responsibly. responsibly.